Welcome to Gab Talk, where we provide tools, tips, and techniques to help your life and business be easier, better, and faster. Hello, hello, everybody. I am Gabriella, and this is our next episode of Gab Talk Success Tips from Experts. I am so excited today. I get to bring to you our expert, Denise. Hey, Denise, how's it going? It's all awesome today. That is fantastic. So when I met you, we had this really awesome conversation and I'm not going to spoil it for our audience, but I think that what you do is so, so important and critical to um, a huge segment, including myself. So I am super excited to introduce you today. So will you please share with our audience what it is that you are an expert in? Happy to. And thank you so much, Gabrielle, for inviting me on your show. I help parents help their kids get paid to go to college because I was able to help my own kids go to college debt-free with cash left over. That is amazing. And so I have a early teen and you and I are going to be having a conversation because I absolutely want that for my kid. When I went to college, I was pretty lucky. I went to a private college and I had not a huge amount of debt when I was done, but I definitely had like four or five years of payments afterwards. So uh, you and I are having a conversation after this. So will you please share with our audience your background and history that actually got you to being this expert in um, college funding? Well, I will tell you that it started out of desperation with my own family. And I think mm. most people who have a business of any kind, that business comes out of some type of personal experience. Right. And for me, my husband and I were doing well. We were in corporate for 15 years and, and it was pretty darn, it was a good deal. Mm. We had just built our we call it our dream home, our retirement home. You know, the, what we call the big house on the lake. Right. And it was a big house. It was tremendous and it was awesome. And I'm one of those people that loves to entertain. So we had a lot of space for those types of things. We could let the church use it. It was so many things were awesome. And then it was like somebody pulled the rug out from under us and my husband got laid off. No. Okay. Well, you take a breath. And he was able to get another job pretty quickly. But my brain says, okay, this is a thing. And we need to put the house on the market. My, my even post, and I said, no, time out. Uh, I see the writing on the wall. So we put the house on the market and we bought a smaller home in another town. Now, Here's the problem. That, that was probably problem number one or, or mistake number one is that we bought a second house before the first one sold. We were not paying attention to what was happening in our industry and in the world for that matter. Ooh. Not long after my husband was laid off and got the next job, he was laid off again. And then the stock market crashed. We found ourselves, Gab, with two mortgages. The stock market was our retirement, our 401k. 
it was down to almost nothing. So here we were using what was left in savings and what was left in stock market to pay those bills. I'm the one watching the money and I'm beginning to panic. And I told my husband, we have no choice. We, we, it's, it's, there's nothing, there's nothing left. So because we were trying to stay afloat, we had just enough left to hire a bankruptcy attorney, buy a lawnmower and trailer and start mowing lawns to put food on the table. The bankruptcy was liquidation, which means everything was sold. If you could touch it, it was gone. Because our houses were foreclosed, we had to move into a small apartment, someplace that would let us keep a trailer, right? With a lawnmower on it. And our two dogs also had to find new homes. That was the hardest thing I ever had to do. And if you're dog people, you understand. I have two cats. It, They're your children. They are. It was, was actually, it was thing. a factor in, in the last three places that we've lived is having a place that allowed us to have the cats. I totally get it. Yeah, it was, it was the most devastating thing I ever had to do because I'm still remember years later, my children running into the house crying as the dogs were taken away by their new owners. Hmm. We were probably in this new environment, this apartment, this for probably about three or four months, just getting settled. And then I suddenly realized my daughter was your daughter's age, just about to start high school. Wow. I suddenly realized, wait a minute, after high school comes college, how do we pay for it? We have no savings. We have no 401k to borrow against. We have no house to borrow equity from. And oh yes, that bankruptcy means we can't co-sign for those student loans. Oh yeah. They forget to tell you all those big numbers of those large amounts of student loans. You're co-signing for that. Yeah. We couldn't co-sign. So that took loans off the table for us. Ooh. And then we had another hoop to jump through. I was homeschooling my kids. How were college even, were they going to accept my mommy made it on an Excel spreadsheet transcript? Right. You know, it's, it was overwhelming. And the feeling of desperation came over me, but that desperation turned into determination. I was determined to figure out how do we do this? There's got to be a way. So then I started doing the research. And as most people today will say, oh, you're starting too early. You don't do any of that research until junior year. Mm -hmm. Wrong. In the research, the first thing that I found is that on average, I don't care which decade you're in, about 70% Seven zero graduate with student loan debt, as little as $5,000 to as many zeros as you want to add. Yeah. But I can do the math. If 70% are graduating with debt, 
that means 30% are graduating debt free. Right. How are they doing it? And why don't we hear that on the media? Right. So that's where the research began. And what I found was that there are certain beliefs that we have around the high school and college process Mm -hmm. that is keeping our kids in debt. And these kids who graduated debt-free, they did not do the typical things we say we're supposed to do. Hmm. They turned around that belief system. Hmm. And I have a feeling when we get a little farther in this interview, you're going to give us some tips about that. So. um, Absolutely. Happy to do it. Yeah. Hello, hello, awesome listener. Thank you so much for joining us today at Gab Talk Success Tips from Experts. We're going to take a short break and take a moment to thank our sponsors. It is because of their generous support that we are able to bring to you all of these amazing experts where we're able to interview them and get their best success tips for you. So please take a listen to what our sponsors have to say. Global Prosperity Academy, GPA, is a community of like-minded individuals that are heart-centered and mission-driven focusing on high-level communication training, leadership development, and strategic community building. Take a look at the video in the link below and see how GPA is right for you. You've all heard, and you know how powerful it is to send thank you cards, notes of appreciation and gifts that build and maintain relationships. However, Writing and sending generic impersonal greetings and gifts one by one just is so overwhelming and takes so much time. Not to mention these days, who wants to deal with lines at the post office, running out of stamps, or having to print stamps yourself? And then there's the embarrassment of missing an important date altogether. Yikes! So what can you do? If you go to marketyourbiz.com, dot guru, you will be able to get help with your greetings and gifts that are printed, stamped, stuffed, and mailed automatically for you. Make sure that you tell them Gabriella sent you. So I would like to ask you, because this is really important, when we're talking to our audience who are entrepreneurs, salespeople, people in business, people who own um, their own businesses, like getting, shifting their mind to get to that success is, takes some sort of click or some sort of influence or inspiration. So will you share with our audience what it was, where you took your inspiration from that, um, like when you were in this place and in this space of determination, where did you get inspired? Well, I will say that I've always had some type of entrepreneurial thing going on in my life. From as early as age 14, I was teaching other kids how to play the guitar for money. Right. And I was getting paid 10 times the minimum wage at the time. That's still kind of the trend today. There are things that you do in life as an entrepreneur that you can make some really good money. 
one of the greatest influences I believe on our whole family has been the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Yep. It's really an awesome place. If, you, if you've never read the book, I highly recommend it because it teaches you again, a different thinking process right. between those who are making it work and those who are still struggling just to get a paycheck from someone else. Yeah. I think one of his philosophies that I think most people don't understand and when you get the click and you get it is just eye-opening is the concept of seven streams of income for passive minimum four of them passive there's all different kinds of ways of having passive income um so yeah absolutely and um have you ever played the board game the the money 101 i have like two copies of it here Oh, wow. I don't, I don't, not familiar with that one. Oh, but, gosh. Uh, years ago, there was a rich dad, poor dad game. Uh, it was on, it was a little video game when videos were still kind of new that oh. my kids played. So you should go to the website and take a look. I think it's going to be a board game version of the video game. There's a kid's version and an adult's version. And he's got money 101, money 102 and the kid's version. Um, so that is definitely something you should check out. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So you work with parents and uh, that frequently means you're giving advice to them for their kids. So I'm going to ask you, if you were able to go back to your younger self and or our young audience, um, because we do have an audience that is probably in high school or college that we want to help get them that much closer to success what one piece of advice would you give them? I think across all areas of life, don't wait. Don't wait to start a business. Now's the best time. It's always going to be the best time is right now. Yeah. If you want your kids to go to college someday, or if you're a 14-year-old, 15-year-old watching or listening to this, don't wait to get started on the things that need to happen when it comes to college, because it really does start as early as middle school. Yeah, absolutely. And so often, as you mentioned earlier, we have this, this global information that says, start when you're 16. And it's like, no, I started doing things to plan for my daughter um, when she was in sixth and seventh grade, we started talk, had, opening the conversation. What is it that you want to do? Well, if you want to go do this, these are the kinds of classes you need to take. This is where you need to go volunteer, right? So I, we started that conversation early um, so that we could start being prepared for sure. So I'm going to open it up to you for a few minutes, and I'm going to ask you to please share with our audience your best tips for success that they can take away from the listening to us today. Awesome. I mentioned starting early and starting early has a lot of factors to it. Having the conversation as early as late eighth grade or early freshman year in high school that says, this is how much money mom and dad can afford or want to pay or not. Maybe the answer is you're on your own kid financially. Mm -hmm. 
whatever that discussion is, it needs to happen early. And you need to actually sit down with your kids and show them how much college costs because they have no idea what this number is and they don't even understand what it means. Right. Right. I talked with a young girl who was about 16, 17 years old. She had an acceptance from a college that mom could afford the balance for, but she wanted to go to what she called her dream school. And this is very common. Uh, we are used to hearing certain names of colleges, but what we don't realize because of advertising, because of marketing, there is nothing that makes them better, special, or will even give your children any greater opportunities when they leave school. So if you spend $200,000, $300,000 on an education, guess what? Your kid is getting the same job as the kid that spent less than $100,000. So start early in having these conversations. That is really important. One of the start early things that we are used to hearing to wait on is taking the ACT and SAT exams. I'm going to deviate on that for just a second because we hear a lot today about colleges being test optional. What does that really mean and how does that affect your child? Because I'll guarantee you 90% of the population is completely incorrect in their beliefs about this strategy. Prior to COVID, only 10% of colleges were test optional for college admissions. Test optional means you don't have to send in your test scores. If you took the test and you sucked at it, well, then just don't send it in. If you have great GPA, great extracurricular activities, and the rest of your application speaks for itself, fine. We don't need the test scores. But the question is, why would they do that? I'm sure you've heard the phrase, follow the money. In all aspects of life, if you want to know the motivation behind something, behind anything, follow the money. Ask yourself why. Because trust me, they're not doing it for you. They're never doing it for you. Mm -hmm. So the reason these colleges, and again, it was only 10%, were test optional is because one of the criteria for the U.S. News and World Report college rankings that comes out every year is average incoming student test score. They cannot report what they do not have. The only kids not sending in those test scores are kids with crappy test scores or kids that have overwhelming anxiety and can't take the test. But either way, they're only sending in good scores. So that automatically inflates the average incoming student test score. It's a game. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ah. And there's a lot more of that. So that's one thing. Definitely, definitely let's talk about that. What does that mean? Now, fast forward to today. At this very moment, about 50% of colleges are test optional, but it's temporary. A yeah. lot of people think this is forever and it's not. Mm -mm. Every one of these schools has already put out there in the world going to begin requiring those exams again. But why did they go test optional to begin with? Well, they from, didn't. Yeah, yeah, like like that whole year, a lot of students just did terrible. My daughter just that was the worst year of school for her to be on Zoom. 
the kids, those kids are not doing well. And once they get back in person, um, even homeschooling kids, once they get back into a normal routine, they're going to do better. My daughter is very yeah. indicative of that as well. You know, she, right. she had terrible grades and flunked classes and now she's got well over a 3.0 because she's back in person and engaging with people and, and the, the structure and the, the um, teaching environment is entirely different yes. back to a normal routine. So absolutely I'm sure that, that has a lot to do with it. And you have to also remember that because of weird ish COVID things that were happening in any and all areas of the U S there were times where kids could not take the tests or the tests were scheduled, but maybe the school closed suddenly, or they couldn't find enough teachers to proctor the exam and they had to quit, you know, and not do the exams. And when they tried to do it online, they weren't prepared for that. The kids weren't prepared. The, no. the testing associations were not prepared. It was terrible. So fast forward, the colleges were realizing, wait a minute, next year, these same kids are going to be applying to our schools. And if we keep the testing requirement, we're going to have a lot fewer applicants. Hmm. Let's go test optional and at least they can apply, right? Yeah. So that was the reason, but they still wanted the scores. If you had a decent score, they still wanted it. Yeah. In addition, a lot of schools that are test optional are not test optional for scholarships. They still oh. want the test to get money. Interesting. So it's not, it, it, things are never the way people think. Yeah. And when it comes to these exams, there's a lot of money involved in these exams. Yeah. So start early, take the exams as young as middle school. Yes, these kids who are graduating debt-free with cash left over are starting as early as seventh grade, not to get the great score. They're but starting they early the experience so they know what yes. they're up against and in for. And it makes such a huge difference. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? There, so, there's just so many things like that. Yeah. So I know that you have a wealth of information and unfortunately we do not have time to get into all of that. Um, but I, for one, am definitely going to be going and learning all kinds of more stuff from you because I, again, have a teenager and a ton of our audience has teenagers um, themselves. So I would like you to share with us where it is that our audience can get more information from you. And don't forget, the links will be down below in the description and in the show notes. So you can reach out to Denise on our website, in social media and email. Will you share with our audience where they can reach you? Absolutely. You can reach me on my website, which is getaheadoftheclass.com. That's getaheadoftheclass.com. Awesome. And I know that when we were talking before the interview, you mentioned that you actually have a gift to share with our audience. Can you please tell them what that is and where they can find the gift? Yes. And that gift is a checklist called 12 scholarship secrets tips from prestigious scholarship judges you'll find it right there on the front page of my website so i am certainly going to go get myself a copy of that and you guys should too thank you d so much for um, taking the time to be interviewed by me today i am so so honored and so glad that we had this opportunity so you guys go check out denise hey thanks so much for watching we hope you got value today 
we want to give a huge shout out of gratitude to our contributors. Please make sure you click the subscribe button below and don't forget to click the bell up above to get reminders when we add new content.